Hello and welcome to a Kino Lefter mini-sode. Ooh, it's just a tiny little episode. I'm your host, Evan, at McDonald Tweets. And today, it's a comic book episode, folks. Okay, I had to get some things off my chest and I wanted to deliver it to you, the Kino Lefter audience. So, to get right to it, I am talking about Rorschach Number 1 by Tom King and Jorge Fornes and Dave Stewart. So, this is a black label DC Comics book, so adults only. Um, and it's the latest resuscitation of the Watchmen IP and characters by DC Comics and Warner Brothers. So, I want to give you some context for the issue, talk about the issue itself, what I think about it, um, and where I think sort of the direction of the series overall is going. Um, so, Tom King's the writer of this. Tom King is a, uh, I would say, both beloved and controversial comic book writer um a lot of his stuff has not landed well for me um i think there are a lot of issues with his batman run um that did not hit the mark for me i like a lot of the storylines in it i think um the first stuff is pretty solid uh with gotham and gotham girl i think the war of jokes and riddles is probably one of the worst comic book events (laughs) of the modern age um except for the kite man stuff um and it ends in a very disappointing fashion. Um, however, he has also written comic books that I love, like Mr. Miracle, which is probably one of the best DC books to come out in like the last 10 years. Um, his Vision series with Marvel was really fantastic, and it's basically being taken wholesale by them to do their new WandaVision TV show. Um, and uh, a bit more of a deeper cut, um, Tong King's Omega Men series at DC was really phenomenal, especially the art in that. Um, and a lot of his work owes a very deep debt to Alan Moore and to Watchmen, specifically how he writes, um, how he uses literary references, how he very poorly uses literary references, I would say, through most of his work. I think it's very shabby. Um, but also sort of the nine-panel grid style um, is used quite heavily in his work. So that's who's that's who's writing this. Um, the artist, Jorge Fornes, I love him. Uh, he did uh, a little bit of work on Batman with Tom King. I think his art's very strong, and it's very strong in this book, too. Um, so, in terms of thinking about other Watchmen properties that uh, DC, Warner Brothers have uh, brought back, here's the timeline. So, before Watchmen happened, I think this was around 2010, it was kind of just like after the movie came out, um, and it was all very bad. So, this was a, like a like a series of books dedicated to like the Minutemen and Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias and everything. Um, and I think there were like two or three issues each. Um, yeah, all of them were pretty bad. Um, I think we mostly like DC probably wants us to just to forget about before Watchmen. I haven't forgotten. Um, yeah, they, they were not enjoyable, but the latest sort of version of Watchmen to rear its ugly head, um, is in the, doomsday clock slash dc rebirth era of dc so this happened around 2016 um right after that this was the end of the new 52 initiative by dc which was a big rebooting of their comics line to make it darker and edgier and then the in canon explanation for why that happened is because dr manhattan has done an experiment on the dc universe to make it darker and edgy and they took our hope away so dc specifically jeff johns is using watchmen as this like hopeless antithesis to the hope and optimism and you know colorful comic book heroes of the DC universe, um, I was initially 
hesitant about it, but also very intrigued um, because I think it was like a good course correction for DC. I think the DC Rebirth effort overall has been fantastic. I've really liked a lot of the comics that have come out of it and sort of the um, like continuity and specifically the tonal changes that DC has had to make after the New 52 to sort of adjust where the characters should be. Um, I've appreciated that. Um, But then Doomsday Clock happened, and Doomsday Clock was a 12-issue limited series by Jeff Johns, again, um, which was exceptionally disappointing. The art was fantastic throughout all of the 12 issues, but it basically tried to fulfill this promise of what can DC do when they bring back the Watchmen characters that Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons created. Um, So... It sucked. It was not very good. Um, and it is just rooted with liberal politics because, and I'm not saying that in a comics gateway, obviously, you know the show. Um, but with the way that Superman uh, in the story of Doomsday Clock becomes the centerpiece of this conspiracy theory, in air quotes, that the United States has been secretly developing superheroes because 90% of the world's superheroes are American, um, becomes this geopolitical issue, specifically with Russia and uh, Black Adam's country. Um, and it it sort of feels like this person's attempt to mirror the political seriousness of the original Watchmen with 2016 sort of liberal resistance politics, and it was very bad. Literally, the end of the book is... Superman fighting Black Adam in front of the White House, theoretically defending President Trump. I don't know who the president is in the DC universe right now. Um, And then fighting Dr. Manhattan and getting him to be convinced that they're still good in the universe or something. I don't fucking know. The art was great in that book, though. And I think there are a few standout issues that I really enjoyed. But I think by the end, you realize that there was no reason for Doomsday Clock to exist because the only continuity changes that they make at the end of Doomsday Clock are bringing the Justice Society back and bringing the Legion of Superheroes back, which were like two popular DC teams that have been missing since like 2012. So the work of Watchmen is just used to sort of course correct DC Comics uh, editorial fuck-ups, which uh, DC Rebirth was very like adamant about and very clear in the text which i appreciated um but the fuck-ups keep piling up and then they keep going back to watchmen to sort of deal with them so um this book rorschach specifically that just came out like this week has already met with its own sort of uh trepidation controversy everything else um, one specific thing was uh, Tom King got pissed on Maine at this uh, comic book artist, Jay Lee, um, who did this great, like, Inhumans run, is a pretty famous, like, cover artist and everything else. Um, basically, Tom King was, like, publicly, like, calling out Jay Lee for supporting the Comicsgate movement. Comicsgate, if you're not familiar, if you are familiar, you understand my pain, um, is this really, like, shitty very reactionary movement within comics um, that sort of perceives that comics culture has been infiltrated by the social justice warriors who want to demasculinize characters uh, to subvert white characters, everything else, blah, blah, blah. Um, It's really shitty. And like these people, you know, are like actively doing death threats to like Marvel editorial every day. Like, 
it's it's shit um so tom king accused jay lee as being like part of that movement because he did like a cover for some book and like he obviously fucked up and he's had to apologize and delete his tweets and everything but now jay lee sort of has like this like stink on him of like being accused of being part of that movement and uh and this all happened because jay lee did a cover for rorschach number one and the cover's fine um (laughs) as if the quality of that mattered so that's been happening um and then there's uh jim campbell uh who i believe is a colorist at dc um who's one of like the only like people in comics to talk about this was just basically like he was tweeting like you know fuck tom king fuck the creative team around this because this is like intellectual property theft the entire um sort of capturing of watchmen to integrate it into the dc universe is intellectual property theft so um a lot of comic books are work for hire right um so comic book artists understand that they're being like contracted by a comic book company to work on their intellectual property that wasn't what the conditions of watchmen um and there's been like a decades-long contractual dispute about the ownership of the watchman property but dc doesn't fucking care and they keep publishing this shit so I want to talk about what Tom King thinks the political perspective of this book is. So he did an interview with Newsarama. Here's what he's trying to write about. Quote, I'm trying to do and talk about what's going on now. Artists have to evolve and have to look around and see the anger and pain we're all feeling with the pandemic and our government constantly lying to us. I love writing about superheroes, but sometimes you have to write the opposite of that and write about what's happening to us. So this follows the TV show, the Watchmen TV show on HBO. If you haven't seen it, it's referenced a few times in this book. And that's sort of integrated as a part of the universe of this book. So I'm going to get into the plot of Rorschach number one. And then I will sort of come back to some of Tom King's comments. And then we'll have some final thoughts. So before I get into the plot of Rorschach number one, I want to say if you can... Go to your local comic book store, pick up a, pick up a copy of it, uh, support your local comic book store. They're not doing so great <laughs> with the pandemic. So this book starts at a convention for a presidential candidate named Turley, who is a conservative, belongs to some sort of conservative party, likely the Republicans, although it's never named in this book. Um, and there are two uh, assailants who are about to kill him. And uh, one of them is dressed up like Rorschach. Um, The first page is him getting gunned down. um, And another girl is dressed up like a cowboy. So then we cut to the FBI. Bum, bum, bum. The Federal Bureau of Investigation. The heroes of this book. Um, So there's, uh, like, this guy and his boss. And the boss says, A man almost died yesterday. A great man. On the verge of becoming... Well, this isn't going to stop him. Thank Christ. I don't even want to think about what could have been, but we need to look into this. That's for damn sure. So, uh, obviously, these people who are very, like, you know, institution, company men, um, they're very conservative, and uh, their conservative presidential candidate was almost assassinated, so he needs needs his guy. He needs his guy to go and investigate this. So the art uh, that you can tell right from the first page... It's fantastic. It's this really cool, like, 70s noir vibe. Um, it's very, like, you, ugh, it's so good. Like, the main character kind of looks like Robert Redford, um, even though in the world 
of this book like robert redford is president what the fuck it's dumb so anyway um we we get to the morgue um and we learn more about who these people are um the girl was like shot in the shoulder the other day and they fixed it themselves um we learn that the mask that rorschach used because one person was dressed up like rorschach um was store-bought it wasn't the original rorschach mask that sort of moved around uh and uh it's it's very difficult to track who these people are um so then we learn that the rorschach costume is pretty popular um quote even after oklahoma so that immediately throws a lot of questions into this universe because minor spoilers for the watchman television show skip 15 seconds ahead if you don't want to hear it three two the Rorschach mask is used by like white supremacist terrorists who are also supported by mainstream conservative politicians in that book to like murder liberal police or whatever the fuck the show's about. So anyway, end of spoilers for that. Um, so that raises a bunch of questions about uh, this universe. Um, I think the intention with this is it's sort of a remixing of sort of our cultural awareness of Watchmen into a new take on on the subject so um the a lot of this book is just fbi goons talking to each other um which uh makes it a fairly dry read um, but it does start like a murder mystery like the first watchman did so there is that um the art style isn't trying to mimic the nine panel grid of the original series which i think is uh interesting and yeah the, there are i i think that's one of the big reasons to buy it because I, I really love Jorge Fornes's art anyway. Um, so he's talking to the security guard who had his gun taken away from him by Rorschach and then a bunch of other security guards were killed by him. Um, cool kind of introductory shot of Watchmen, uh, of Watchmen, of Rorschach uh, in this book. Um, you know, the, the art is very solid. Um, and yeah, they're talking about, oh, the Secret Service, oh, we thought he was a crank, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, the the security guy's talking, uh, to, uh, the FBI dude, um, in the bed, and, uh, the FBI guy's like, you thought it was a crank, why was the se- why was the service blowing out the wall? Why not back you up at the door? How did they know to be there? And then the guard's like, dude, I don't know, all I know is that thank God they were there, Okay. Because if they weren't, all I'd be, I'm, I'm gonna be, and I'd be added to some footnote. You know, that's it. The guy that didn't save the future president of the United States. So they hate. Everyone hates Robert Redford in this world because I think in the show he's been president for like decades or whatever the fuck. Who knows? So, um, we learn later that uh, they have this like tape that um, the like the Rorschach guy and uh, this cowboy lady had um, the FBI is now able to read it and the tape has uh, some very interesting controversial stuff on it Um, I think this is probably part of the marketing of these books that the controversy is sort of baked in Um, but uh, there's this sort of conversation between um, Otto Binder uh, and uh, Frank Miller and Randy Cox um, who are comic book creators themselves. Um, and, uh, Otto Bender specifically, um, is trying to contact 
the spirit of his daughter through a seance. They're at this seance. So um, Comic Tropes, you can find on Twitter, at C-Tropes, one of the best comic book YouTubers in the game, really in-depth stuff. I've learned a lot more about the medium through his work. Um, He uh, tweeted out that Otto Bender did actually lose his daughter in a tragic way and held a real seance, and for some reason I don't understand, that's been incorporated into the new Rorschach comic. So the comic is mining the actual life tragedies of a comic book artist in in its panels. Um, which I think they're trying to do this like meta commentary on, oh, our world, it's bleeding in with Watchmen. Oh, I'm talking about all these important issues. But like, this is like someone in your circle of friends. I mean, probably not Tom King's friend, especially after this. Um, but I felt like that was really insensitive. And uh, personally... If I were writing uh, a comic book, I wouldn't. I wouldn't refer to like the death of uh, another comic book creator's daughter um, within the the pages of that. But then we also get introduced to um, the main character that everyone's kind of interrogating uh, in this book. The person who is war- wearing the Rorschach mask. Um, this guy named Will Myerson, who is like ninety years old. And he's a comic book artist. So, um, it's a very meta comic book thing. Rorschach is a comic book artist <laughs> in this. Um, so, this is nuts. Okay, so the FBI has discovered that the potential assailants of murdering this conservative presidential candidate are William Myerson and Laura Cummings. So... Uh, they have no friends, and quote, Myerson had problems, basically never left his apartment after 1974, except maybe to walk for groceries. No family, no license, no pictures, no friends. Um, so this is where we get into some trouble. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to read an excerpt of the book. Rate of his plays revealed a bunch of drawings. He was an artist, drew pirate stuff in the 60s, kept drawing for himself after that, apparently. This stuff, though, I've seen some of it. Not a lot of it makes sense. Nothing patterns going nowhere. A lot of nonsense words. Boxes of it. However, some of it seems like liberal stuff. Everyone's a fascist, that kind of thing. Even some anti-Turley junk. Pictures you might interpret as death threats. He was a fanatic. From a credit card, FBI's got Cummings in the city same day Myerson goes missing. So FBI figures that's when they hooked up. So... And then they they discover that uh, Rorschach's fingerprints, which were collected when he was arrested in the original book, match the new Rorschach's prints, which is just the dumb cliffhanger ending that they want to give the book. So this is... Oh, God, it's so dumb. So I'm going to... Just my initial thoughts on this. So they've made Rorschach who, importantly, in the comic books, was a, like, disgusting, like, conspiracy theorist, kook, uh, who's also a murderer, um, who loved to inflict pain and misery on his friends, the people he basically saw around him as inhuman. Um, like, he was a par- like, he was a knowing parody that Alan Moore had of Steve Ditko character specifically the question so the question is like this like 
Randian philosopher slash detective in the DC universe who who's one of his, one of his only traits is that he's an objectivist. Um, and Steve Ditko also used this sort of template for his character Mr. A, who if I and again I recommend Comic Tropes videos about this. If you look into some Mr. A stuff, it's whack. And it's basically like how do you take this political ideology of like Ayn Rand and turn it into a comic book? <laughs> um, thrilling reads, I'm sure. So Tom King has said, um, here, here's a bit from the interview uh, that he did. One character is a Steve Ditko-esque figure. Everyone knows Rorschach himself was a parody or examination of Steve Ditko's extreme Ayn Randian point of view. Then you see how the philosophy works through Rorschach and Mr. A and all these other creations. And you can see how Ditko dedicated the last 30 years of his life to more and more esoteric Ayn Randian works. So our character Will is based on Ditko just on a visual level, and he has a different North Star, and that would be Hannah Arendt. So, taking that in, (laughs) Tom King has based his version of Rorschach, who is not the Walter Kovacs Rorschach, or is he, question mark, um, of the original text, on Steve Ditko, a famous comic book artist, who famously has never been given the credit for co-creating Spider-Man from Stan Lee in Marvel Comics, um, and basically died penniless um, and with very few friends uh, in the industry, probably because he was a rough person to deal with and also his personal beliefs. So they've aesthetically and sort of on a life basis have chosen Steve Ditko to base Rorschach on, who importantly at the beginning of this comic is shot to death and was planning on assassinating a presidential candidate. So I think there's a there's a question of taste here. Um, I mean, like... Well, there's a question of taste and there's also a question of literary merit because uh, take the Watchmen characters. So they were originally going to be these uh, characters that DC had purchased from Charlton Comics. Um, so Blue Beetle, The Question, Captain Atom, characters like that. And then uh, Alan Moore uh, and the artist created these, like, new characters. So Rorschach, Dr. Manhattan, who are essentially just parallels of those characters. And it's you know a few degrees removed um, from the subjects it's talking about. Um, but it's able to sort of have this commentary on uh, nuclear proliferation, nuclear annihilation, um, Reagan... Uh, like intervention the psychology of superheroes um the psychology of sort of vigilantism and law enforcement in american life more importantly than the culture of superheroes and i think i've talked about this on other episodes before but to me it's entirely uninteresting to critique the genre of the superhero like these like creations that are meant to entertain children provide simple moral lessons <laughs> um with like like alan moore does this a little bit um because it was the first time it was fucking being done uh in the 80s to say like if batman were real he'd kind of be rorschach um and of course like i enjoy batman comics because it is a fantasy right it's it's like a cool fantasy in a world that is not ours right but watchman does the important work of saying like like taking it, it adds the literary merit um, on top of this sort of critique by having like this rich story and these characters who through their actions through their words 
um, are able to illustrate this sort of critique of power and this critique of like authority, violence uh, in a very strong way that doesn't just boil down to, man, comics are weird, um, <laughs> which you often get in sort of deconstructionist um, comics. Um, so it, it kind of brings it to a political level as opposed to just a literary critique level. Um, so the choice to make Rorschach a liberal comic book artist um, who has based his life around um, Hannah Arendt, so theoretically the work would be the origins of totalitarianism, um, is fascinating. So Tom King talked a little bit more about that, um, about, I, uh, about Hannah Arendt. Quote, she had a very similar path to Rand, immigrant to the U.S., philosopher, but from the left. A completely different ideology in her philosophy was about how totalitarian authorities form and how we can avoid that. In our current moment, where I see that, for the first time in my lifetime, the threat of totalitarianism is sort of at my doorstep, is sort of what Moore was feeling in 1986. So it's a good time to talk about Arendt and her theories and how it impacts. I had no desire to do this. I didn't want to be compared to Alan Moore. I'll lose that comparison. Then the Watchmen TV show came, and I saw that there was a way to do Watchmen as a language to talk about really deep, current issues. The show was talking about racial issues. The original Watchmen comics were talking about the Soviet-American wars and superheroes, and we're in such a fucked up moment right now. I wanted to talk about that. That language is a way to symbolize that. It could be done that way, and you could do it well. So this sort of, I, I, I understand where he's coming from, right? Um, which is troubling. Like the idea that Watchmen is just sort of a template to talk about the political issues of the day is so strange. Like, I I think the boys uh, did a much better job talking about, like, you know, corporate power and fascism and religion and everything else than Doomsday Clock <laughs> talked about, you know, sort of Russian scares and resistance and all that other stuff. Um, but ultimately... Um, what we're left with Rorschach number one I think it's going to be a 12 issue comic I'm going to read the rest of it um, I think the writing is fairly strong for a, a Tom King book <laughs> it's a nice refreshing sort of a book after his, his Batman story but man some of these choices are fucking whack so what we're left with uh, Rorschach is a liberal a liberal who was inspired by Hannah Arendt and so, someone who you could ultimately describe Rorschach as like something of like a right-wing terrorist in like the the text of Watchmen um so and if, if this is also taking the show into account the Rorschach mask was sort of used to symbolize this like sort of like reactionary again terrorist movement in the United States so the fact that a sort of like artist would choose to take his politics into more of the real world uh through like through this iconography baffles me but i'm gonna keep reading it because what else do i have to fucking do <laughs> do the podcast do my work and read comic books so anyway uh that's my sort of review on rorschach number one from the dc black label line i want to hear your thoughts uh have you read this book did you enjoy it um tweet at me i want to talk about it um and yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode it's a bit shorter but you know 
experimenting with format. I, I enjoy doing that. So, um, yeah, there are links in the description of this episode to uh, some things that I use to research this episode. Um, some people I think you should follow. And thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.